0: Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is the ninth room of season 12, which is too many seasons. I've said it, I'll say it every time. 12 is too big a number. We cheat, we do two a year, but it's still too big.
1: And for a lot of shows, nine is too many for a season. Everything's stopping at eight now.
0: Oh, why don't we just do eight episodes, Uh. 40 minutes long, and then come back next year? Wouldn't that be so much easier? Uh, Every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room. It's an audio escape room, a beautiful mindscape of puzzles and problems. That's what it is. Uh, And this episode, we have one returning guest. Welcome back to the show, Gabe Hicks. Welcome.
2: Uh, I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a totally reasonable time. And I'm speaking (laughs) that into reality. I've we are going to have a nice,
1: sensible adventure.
2: A very reasonable down-to-earth. Been doing research about uh, manifestation, so I'm, I'm trying to put it into action here. This is going to be fine. We're going to figure this out. We will not be stumped, and Gabe is going to... Nah, nah, nah <laughs> man, Manifestation, it can only do so much.
0: No. <laughs> we had you on last time in Chronomaly, and that was yep. your first time on. You got to go yes. to Marie Curie's lab and yep. find some plutonium. I can't remember what we did there. Oh, yeah. No, it was plutonium because I'm yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and then I think uh, people who listen to all the bonus content as well will have heard you recently, more recently, uh, playing one of the Gateways streams yep. that I ran, which was a lot of fun as well. But it's yeah, good that to get you back onto the actual uh, main body of the show. Yeah. Happy to be back. I'm excited. Wonderful. And then joining Gabe, we have a new guest to the show. Uh, we have uh, game designer Will Munn. Welcome, Will.
3: Hey, glad to be here.
0: Well, you've never been on the show, you've never been on the bonus stuff, but we've done a few little things together. We've done a live stream together and uh, and we've just sort of talked in real life about fun game design things as well. I'm very excited to have you on to play one of our games.
3: Yeah, I'm really glad to be here and I'm deeply offended that I haven't been here before.
0: <laughs> That's how it works. That's everybody's state. Everyone we know is always constantly deeply offended they're not on the show or happy to be on the show and nothing in between. Because <laughs> it's not going to stop. You're going to leave this episode and then, like, next week you're going to be like, what, there's new people on the show? This, this <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. Did, did I not do well? What
1: am I, you kind of hope. The, the goal always when you're a guest on someone else's show is that it was so good that they realise all future guests would be a yeah, waste they of completely
0: time. completely revamp the entire show just to bring you on every time. Are you, are you ready to, to, like, get into your first audio escape room game?
3: I don't know. I don't know how ready I am, and that is terrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, why don't we? We got a tiny bit of preamble to get through. That'll it'll warm you up. Which is every time we have guests on the show, we have the same questions. Uh, this is an escape room show, so uh, why don't we start with Will? What is your escape room experience?
3: Yeah, so my escape room experience, uh, I have done a couple of live, sort of in person escape rooms. Uh, the most recent one was and. To be fair, you said this was supposed to be funny, and I'm I'm going to flop miserably <laughs> at that. Um, but we went uh, to an escape room in Austin, Texas, mm. and it was a it was a subway escape room. So you start oh, yes. out in sort of at the uh, the gate for the subway car, and there's a car that's crashed there, and you have yes. to figure out how to get into it, and then you get into it, and you have to figure out how to get into the the control room of the subway. Mm. Uh, of the yeah. And then you have to figure out how to exit, basically. So it's um it was like a four room escape room and it was really cool. That's lovely. I
0: think there's something super magical about it where, if they can get like the like a cut an old car of a tra- like an old train car or build one that looks convincingly like an old train car, because mm. it's something that's so it's like, but I'm not at a train station. Why is there a train here? Because <laughs> you never see them anywhere else in life. And, they're so, and so whenever you're in a room with something like that, you're just like, this is crazy. Uh, I, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, And uh, Gabe, you've been on before, but you can give us an update. It's been a while. What is your escape room experience?
2: You know, I've done a couple, but I haven't done one since I've played with all of you because I've been tainted. I There's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. Uh, it sounds like a bit, but I actually, I, I haven't done one since I've done the game with you. Actually, well, that's not... That's not entirely true. I did an escape room in a box. It was like kind of a board game. Oh, no. yeah. It was so much fun. Uh, we It was supposed to take like, I think, three hours total. But the people I was with, we burned through that thing in like an hour and a half because we were just fiends. Nicely
1: done.
0: Oh, fantastic. There's some very good escape room in a box yeah. things at home. There's just some really nice. And they get like from from very accessible to incredibly complicated, nonsensical Oops. puzzles. It's a great. There's a lot of really fun stuff to play. Uh, then the other element of this show is it's escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role playing style. Uh, so we'll go other way around this time. Gabe, what is your tabletop role playing experience?
2: I play, I play games sometimes, like a couple of times a week. Um, I'm also a game designer, I guess.
1: (laughs) This is one of Uh, those cases where the guests have too much experience to be able to tell a long story or anything. You can't pinpoint one.
2: I do a lot of design work for tabletop games in general. I've worked with Critical Role and Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons for writing or like costuming stuff. Um, I wrote a book about the kid's guide to tabletop role-playing games that comes out uh or maybe out june 7th june so 10th? I, yeah table tabletop is a uh, kind of my life i uh, <laughs> i do a lot more in tabletop than i ever expected to but i love it
0: yeah it's been i think like when we, when we had you on the first time it was uh, it was just before a lot of some like what seemed like really cool new stuff going on in your tabletop role-playing life so it's very good to get to check back in. There's We're so glad we could
1: there. get you back. Yeah, you're a you're a, yeah, you're a hot so commodity
0: now, still Gabe. busy. <laughs> totally busy. Uh wonderful. And then uh Will, what is your tabletop role-playing experience?
3: I mean, I I like tabletop role-playing <laughs> games. Uh I've I've been known to play some. Uh <laughs> I, no, I play I play pretty regularly, uh, probably usually at least once a week, but sometimes it's four times a week. I mean, you you never know. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done some game design and some writing for a lot of different companies uh, and a lot of different products over the years. I'm Never for uh, anything so prominent as I think Gabe has, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's... Oh, well, then get
0: off the show, Will. We don't yeah, want I know, you I, think so I think I'm going to have
3: to leave now. No, no, definitely not. I'm, I'm just really, I'm excited to be here. Uh, and I think I've been thinking about more about the intersection between escape rooms and rpgs for the last year or so i actually Mm. went to pax unplugged last year and i i met up with a couple of people who are very into the escape room world and we talked we had like a good couple hours worth of discussion just around like how that those two things can intersect and and how cool it can be so i'm Mm. i'm uh You might see some of that creeping into some things that I'm doing in the future as well. Wonderful.
1: And that is a very good link into what this room is going to be because, yeah, I've been trying to think about this for years, the best way to merge the two, and it has been really, really difficult. And also with this in mind, uh, there is a teeny tiny amount of D&D prior knowledge required for this room. I have to say teeny tiny, because I'm sure I have a million things in here that are in no way true D&D lore. It is not meant to be, but there was just one little aspect of it. So I'm hoping that you don't find all of the things that are not true D&D stuff first. (laughs) So yeah, if I say something that absolutely does not exist, that's okay. This isn't actually D&D.
0: no. This yeah. is not a D&D room. This is an escape room in our it own has beautiful
1: world. just one, one little bit.
0: All right, well, with that in mind, and with that hint at the theming...
1: Are we ready to get started? I
0: think we're ready to go. Let's do it. All right, Danny, take us away.
1: You have plenty of strange stories from your days as an adventurer, but you can already tell this one is going to be right up there. The beginning was so normal. In fact, it was like roll your eyes boring. You'd heard some rumors that a far-off town was in some sort of trouble, so there you went. And as in every adventure, what's the first place you go?
2: Tavern. tavern.
1: Absolutely, the local tavern. And um despite trying your hardest, you have not managed to exit yet. It seemed to be a completely normal tavern. Nothing odd at all. Bar, patron, drinks, all there. You took a nice quick break, then went to the door to leave and explore the rest of town. But the door wouldn't open. It didn't look locked. Didn't even feel locked, if that makes sense. Jammed? Even jammed didn't feel quite right. That's when you decided to peek through the teeny tiny gap out by the door hinges. You bent forward, look out, and a dark, swirling void looks back at you. Oh boy. This town's problem is worse than you thought. Because is. <laughs> you're experienced enough that it is obvious what's happened to you. At some point since entering, you and this entire tavern have been transported to another dimension. Possibly, you reckon, trapped in a small pocket dimension. You've heard of demons who do that, so they can more easily store their victims for later while keeping them fresh. The door is being held shut by the mysterious vacuum of the void beyond. Fortunately, you only need to do one thing to escape a demon's pocket dimension, and that's slay the demon. Even more fortunately, to maintain a pocket dimension, the demon needs to leave at least a part of themselves in here too. Often they're lazy and leave their whole selves. So there's probably going to be a demon around here somewhere. You eye your surroundings suspiciously. The door is at the west end of the room, and just to the left of it, a quest board hangs on the wall. The northwest corner is stacked with large barrels. Much of the north is taken up by the bar, which has a smiling bartender behind it. To the northeast, a large target is affixed to the wall, with a basket of weapons on the floor beside it, and a chalk line a few feet back. Some sort of throwing game. In the southeast is a single, small, round table, almost hidden in the shadowy corner. And fun fact, thank you to our Patreon donor, The Shadowy Corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the best use of a Patreon name I've ever seen.
1: And uh, most of the middle of the room is taken up by one long table. Two people, also dressed like adventurers, are sitting at it, and one more is standing up and wandering over to the target. Oh boy. This is, a. Uh quite a few demon suspects and with that you are free to look around
3: what do you think gabe I, uh, um... I i think we
2: ask the bartender their name and then i think we ask the patrons what the bartender's name is <laughs> why wow, that's demon jim <laughs> well if they don't know the name then it's suspicious Fair. you i write games for a living not everything's <laughs> a joke <laughs> Go to the bartender and ask their name.
1: The bartender is smiling, humming as they work, and greets you merrily. Welcome, traveler. My name is Marshy the Fourteenth. Fourteenth of my name to run this establishment. You should really rest for a while. There is a saying in these parts. When wood weeps die midnight. You blink. That was odd.
2: (laughs) When wood weeps die midnight?
1: Yeah. Midnight, like hyphenated.
3: Oh, die? Like, what kind of die?
1: As far as you can tell, the D.I.E. kind.
3: <laughs>
1: you are unfamiliar with such a saying.
3: Yeah. Marshy the 14th, huh?
1: Thank you to patron donor Marshy the 14th. True. Right. Names are rarely a clue.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: are there <laughs> any bits of wood that seem to be leaning in this room?
1: Oh boy, most things in this room seem like they are made of wood, so you could probably find examples all over the place. Uh, mm. You do take a look and, yeah, if you look at certain things more specifically, you might find some curiosities.
2: Are any of like, the tables leaning?
1: Which table would you like to look at uh, no. of the two that have been described?
2: The one in the corner.
1: You head for the solitary table, you give it a good look at this one in the shadowy corner. You don't notice any... Leaning or any weirdness that way. You do see there's an abandoned half finished glass of water sitting on a coaster. That's about it. The table itself, it's round, wooden, has a lot of little gouges in its surface, which you can get a picture of in a moment. As you intently look at those, suddenly from right in front of you comes a movement. Oh my god, you jump back. There is a person here. You did not see them. They look human enough. You don't think they're a ghost, but they're, okay, this sounds rude. They are bland. (laughs) They are the most boring person you have ever looked at. Their clothes are dull. Their hair and eyes are flat. Their expression is just neutral. They don't have any weird scars or anything to identify them. And when they open their mouth to speak, I apologize for startling you. They don't even have any inflection in their voice. Here is the image of the table Yes, In in the the meantime,
0: there is an image uh, link there, so you can see that. For people at home, you can see this image yourself, or you can listen to Will Munn's perfect description of what he's looking at.
3: Uh, Yes, so there is a wooden tabletop. It looks like it's uh, created of uniform, more or less, slats of wood that go across, cut into a round shape around the edge with concentric circles starting from the center and moving outward. And then there are gouges or marks, uh, around it. Most of them in the second circle, I like to think of it as the second circle of hell. And then we also have, uh, quite a few, um, in some sort of dispersed pattern around the edge of the last circle, which is one, two, three, four, five, the fifth circle of hell.
1: Second circle of hell is where the most gouging is done. Yeah.
3: This looks like a target. It does. I was going to say the same thing. I thought, yeah. was this previously hung on the wall over where the uh, axes <laughs> and other assorted throwing things are? But let's look at the other side of it, too, like the underside. Yeah, good, good plan. How much gum is under there?
1: This one, uh, surprisingly clean. Demons don't like gum in their realm.
0: Hmm. That's it. Nothing else under yeah, the nothing table. Nothing
1: worth noting under there.
3: Should we take a look at the target and see how similar they are? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Much like an archery target, this one is made up of several concentric rings, and it's got a lot more gouges than the table does. People have been throwing things at this a lot. Predictably, the wall that it's affixed to has some holes in it as well. Yeah, you get bad aim. We, we've got a door with a dartboard on it, we know. <laughs> The throwing weapons are stacked neatly in their basket, Ooh, except one of the adventurers is picking one up to use right now. You see in the basket is a dagger, an axe, and a spear, and the adventurer is picking up a sword to throw. And a few steps back, a line has been drawn and white chalk on the floor to indicate where you're supposed to stand while throwing.
3: We'll take a throw. What are, what are we throwing? Let's do this.
1: Yeah, pick your favorite.
3: Well, there's the sword has already been taken. Uh, clearly no throwing swords today for us. Uh, let's try the spear. Why not? This
0: is the first question on the fantasy Myers-Briggs type question. <laughs> which, which one will it? Oh, a spear. Interesting.
1: Yeah, you pick up the best looking of the weapons, definitely the spear. Stand by the throwing line, pull back, narrow your eyes in concentration, and fling. And boom, you get right near the center. Turns out you're pretty good at this the adventurer beside you gives an impressed Ooh. <laughs> and then they go up to take their go and Ugh, the sword clatters to the ground. They don't even make it halfway to the target. They look disappointed.
3: Oh, you did all right. Swords are bad for throwing. You suck. <laughs> I love how right. we're giving him two two sorts of, uh, of feedback.
0: I, I was like, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> no, you're doing pretty good. Nice adventure idiot <laughs> uh what do
2: they have a name
1: They do have a name they are quiet
2: quiet do you know much about mushy
1: oh about uh, uh M- marshy the bartender
2: yes the fourteenth oh uh,
1: they they've um they've taken good care of us here i I hmm. don't have any complaints about their service are they a demon oh well, that would be mighty embarrassing for us, sir. Uh. We was hunting a demon, that, uh, the demon that's been ravaging the town. Right when we figured out that we was hot on its tail, we found ourselves trapped in here. Are you hunting for the demon as well? I hope you have better fortune than us.
2: You and the other two?
1: Yes, yes.
2: For how long?
1: Oh, it's hard to say. You know what? I feel like I've had a difficult time keeping track of, well, time while I've been here.
2: Hmm. What's your weapon of choice?
1: Oh, always a sword, but any of them. But I've been having a tough time lately. It's been, as you can see, look at... I used to be really good at this throwing game. But now I can barely make it a fraction of the way to the target. So I'd be a bit worried about my chances in the field these days.
2: Well, I think they've been here a while. <laughs> it does seem like that, yeah. Now, the easy choice would be to just them all but we won't (laughs) do that here
0: yeah you're you're a a good adventurer
2: yeah i'm good at my job (laughs) i want to erase the chalk line oh with my foot
1: you can do that it leaves still a very smudgy mark it's hard to get rid of it entirely there's nothing Mm -hmm. hidden there you now have a chalk shoe
3: hell yeah how's the target affixed to the wall. Is it there very firmly? Could we move it at all?
1: It is incredibly firmly stuck there. Perhaps Mm. suspiciously so.
3: Oh. Okay. But
1: in such a way that you do not see a way that you could get it off easily.
3: Let's take a look at
2: the quest board to see if there's any, like, relevant quests here. Yeah. We've got got most of the things
1: at least looked at at this point. You head over to the quest board. It's got one wide sheet of parchment pinned to it, and... uh, It's a lot of writing on it. People around here must have some very big problems. So you steal yourself for some serious reading. Whoa, and as you do, you almost slip and skid to the floor because you look down. Rude, somebody's dropped a coaster on the floor. You pick it up so that doesn't happen to anyone else and you take a look. One side of this coaster has, I don't know, is this the bar's symbol or something? It's just got two triangles next to each other. You flip it over, and the other side has a big letter I. All right. Okay, now back to those quests. Got an image of the quest board here.
0: Yes, so people at home, you can also see this, but you don't need to because Gabe is going to describe this beautiful quest board. That wasn't in my contract.
2: If there's a town person in need, we hearken ye heroes come to our aid. Then there's a bullet that says, please, someone slay the evil creature terrorizing our town. It can go quickly in and out of existence and take others with it. I saw it grab a man in the marketplace, and then it vanished without a trace. There's a second bullet that says, In need of a monster slayer, please. My brother Neek had this thing follow him home. Neek said it was a dog, and for a while I believed him, which just goes to show how persuasive he is. Because it weren't no dog, were it? I saw Neek sneak out of bed to feed the thing, and I followed. And the dog turned into a massive flaming skull. I ain't seen Neek since. And there's a third bullet that says either I need a doctor where the town demon has got my family too. We're all in pieces here. My sister won't stop coughing, my mother can't lift her head up, and my father seems to have lost his mind. I am only a seamstress and can't keep us all on my wage alone.
0: Please help.
1: Really just a good show of how this demon is being very mean to these townsfolk.
0: No, I think it means that Neek is a demon. Uh. That's how
1: they get you.
3: You know, just when you think you're going to finally run into a friendly demon... (laughs) I know. Just because you're a demon
1: doesn't mean
2: you have to terrorize. Are any people in this room coughing?
1: You take a look around. Marshy at the bar, definitely not coughing. Quiet over by the target, no, don't seem to be coughing. Shadowy stranger in the corner, no, they're not doing anything. They wouldn't do something so distinctive as coughing. And uh, the other two adventurers that are sitting at the table, no coughs, but one of them has bandages all over their hands. And the other one is completely passed out. And you take a look. They do have a mug of what looks like ale in front of them, but it looks like they've barely touched it. But they are out.
3: Mm. So don't drink the ale. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Do any of them look like similar enough that they could be related? Like any similar features?
1: It's a bit hard to tell. You don't see anything automatic in that way. Okay. You would believe it's pretty common for adventuring bands to find that they have a common goal and then come together as a group after that.
3: What about the barrels in the corner? What do those look like? What, are any of them open? Mm. Uh, what's going on there?
1: The closer you get to the barrels, the more you can smell the sticky sweetness of old mead that's dried into the floorboards. The barrels themselves, thick, sturdy, and littered. You give one a bit of a nudge and it moves so it feels like they must be empty. It must be the rubbish corner. Sitting on top of one of the barrels, you spot an old coaster. On one side, it has a pointy image. It looks sort of like a triangular flag. And if you flip it over, you see the letters CH. Finally, you peek just behind the barrels, you see something on the floor. A small pitch dark puddle coming from a drip down the side of one of the barrels, you can't get in too close, but your nostrils detect a hint of salt, which, hmm. in your experience, not normal for mead. Uh,
3: is that a, that's a wooden barrel, yeah? Is that a, is that a weeping wood
1: yeah, it could of some be sort? Wor- could be worth being wary of.
3: Hmm. So we've got two coasters. One of them has two triangles. The other has sort of a pointy flag-looking triangle. Or a pennant, perhaps of some sort. Yeah. That's,
1: a, then... that's the word for it, isn't it?
0: If I picture a pennant, I picture having two little points and being quite right long, enough? coming to mm-hmm. like a like a snake tongue fork at the end oh, okay. as it waggles in the breeze oh. during a joust. <laughs> okay. And the person so, with a it... trumpet goes, dah, 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 but it's not a real trumpet. It's one of those ones that's just really, mm. really, really long and has no curves in it yep. whatsoever. With this that's will... a pennant.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we need to find a symbol that has three triangles because the one triangle is CH. The two triangles with the coaster is the letter I. So it's probably going to spell something out. Something's probably going to have three triangles. It's going to be the third set of letters that we need, probably either around the bar or near the long table where we haven't actually gone to it, especially if someone's drunk,
3: passed out, and they're holding a mug. I'm assuming maybe (laughs) underneath that. I'm all for that. Let's take a look for coasters uh, at the long table.
1: This long table where two of the adventurers are sitting, largely unremarkable. There is the big mug of barely touched ale sitting on a coaster in front of one of the adventurers. The Mm. bandaged one introduces the two of them. Uh, Their names are Abra and Michael. Abra is the awake one. Michael is the non-awake one. There is another coaster in front of Abra. No drink on theirs. They must have already finished. And you take a look and this one has the letters C-O on it.
2: For Coaster. And how many how many triangles
1: you pick up that c o coaster you ignore the weird look that Abra gives you. uh it's hmm, not quite triangles. This one's like two v's one inside the other.
0: Concentric v's yeah
1: now you also look down the far end of the table where nobody is sitting, and you, there's a gross sticky puddle on the floor, the liquid dripping from the table's underside. It smells sour, and it is the darkest red you've ever seen. It doesn't look like blood. You've seen plenty of blood. You don't know what this is. I taste it. You are a very experienced adventurer. (laughs) And as tempting as it may be, the only reason you have survived as long as you have is by obeying a few simple rules. Simple rules like don't taste the mystery liquid, especially when demons are nearby. So you resist.
2: Okay, that's fair.
1: (laughs) You have a very high wisdom score.
3: Going back to the coasters for a minute, Mm -hmm. those letters, if we assumed that they were in some kind of an order, like one triangle, two triangles, then two Vs, that spells Chico. I don't know if that means anything or not. It means Um, boy in Spanish, so let's try it. It it does, yeah.
0: (laughs) Suddenly a little Spanish boy runs out from behind the bar. (laughs) What do you want?
2: (laughs) Uh, Whistle for Chico, assuming Chico is maybe a dog. (laughs)
1: You get no hmm. response.
2: Spill the salt. Put it in a circle. Stand in the circle and say, Chico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, we're gonna find
2: Chico! it's uh, amazing. Introduce self to the adventurers and then, like, ask if they know about the demon, probably. Yeah.
1: They will give you pretty much the same level of information that Quiet did. They were hunting the demon at some point. Alright, this is all Abra. Michael's got nothing. Michael is out of it. Glazy-eyed, yeah. nothing. Move Michael. <laughs> Michael can be moved.
2: Yeah, just moving him to see if there's anything underneath him.
1: No, he's, you have to adjust his arm because his arm was sort of nursing his giant mug of ale, yeah. which is on a coaster. But yeah, let's look that at nothing. that
3: coaster as well, huh?
1: You lift up his mug, pretty heavy, even considering how full it is, and you examine that coaster. On this side, there is a big letter W. You flip it over. Okay, the symbol on this one is a horizontal line with a dot above and a dot below. Oh, That's not triangles.
3: That's division. Oh, yeah. no. You didn't math. think there'd be math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not fair. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, interesting. So there are all of these different things with letters. I'm trying to think of. Um, like different things in the room that they could potentially represent, uh so we have all of the different weapons. that's one thing. Uh, we also have all of the different people. that's another thing. so they've got four coasters, four people. How many different weapons are there in the basket? Was it just four?
1: Oh God, there were four it
3: was four interesting. The, okay.
1: There are hold on. There are five five people in there, room, are five, there.
3: You have seen five people. Five people. Oh, you're right. That's right. The, the did you forget about the, the corner. shadowy
1: corner stranger? Fair <laughs> enough. Well, yeah.
3: The incredibly bland. He's, he's so forgettable. Yeah. Every
1: time you turn away, they're gone.
3: Hmm. That seems pretty demonic to me. To be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Let's go talk to. Let's go talk at them at least. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Good idea, Gabe.
1: All right. Anything in particular you'd like to converse with them about? Are you the demon? They take a moment, and they shake their head very evenly. They look deep in thought, they go, But I have heard of such things. Powerful demons that cannot be killed as long as they draw strength from their victims. The more victims, the more different forms of strength they acquire. Very challenging. Then they sort of drift off for a moment, and... You almost do as well. Just staring at them for a while. It's very uninspiring. But then they add, when I was first trapped in here, I was on the search for protective magical amulets. I dare say such artifacts would prevent a demon from draining you.
2: Does he have a coaster?
1: There was a coaster under his water glass.
2: Uh. I'm not even going to talk to him. I'm just going to take it.
0: (laughs) Just knock the water down. Yep. Grab the coaster and leave. I'm it enough. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: They have absolutely no reaction. So you look at their coaster. The coaster mm-hmm. has four short lines on it. Okay, this is sort of like a for plus sign had its middle removed. So just a little one at the top, a little one at the bottom, little one on the left, little one on the right. Mm-hmm. And you flip it over, and on the opposite side is a big letter S. Mm-hmm.
0: That means there will be multiple Spanish boys. <laughs> The Chicos are here.
1: What about the W?
3: Yeah. The Chicows are here.
1: There's little Spanish cowboys.
3: Chicows? Oh, boy.
1: I believe there are two more things to look at and one more conversation that can be had.
0: Uh, the door we haven't looked at. You haven't looked at the door?
1: Always like that. You head back to the door. Again, mm-hmm. trying to open it. The vacuum of the pocket dimension keeps it firmly shut. You look closely for any secrets, and towards the bottom, you spot a bit of graffiti.
0: Uh, So yes, people at home, you can see what is on the door, but uh, I believe it's Will's turn to describe to you exactly what is on the door.
3: I'm looking at what is on the door, and it's kind of interesting because it's it's a little strange. So in all black, there's a bit that says either O or zero or just a circle, uh, and then it says PPW two w Mm. and then there's also at the very beginning right before the big giant o or zero or whatever it is there's a a white line or a white bit of paint or something uh, in sort of a one or an I or something like that so it could say 10 ppw to zero or it could say i don't know it could say eo like captain eo Uh, well
2: i'm willing to bet you that the white line is meant to be the marker and then
3: the circle is the target See, I told you if we finish this, it'll be it'll be Gabe's fault. Yeah. (laughs) I'll
2: accept that. And then PPW to W.
3: Yes.
0: PPW to W. If you read every symbol left to right, it could say ten or IO PPW to W.
2: And also I don't know if it's necessarily relevant. The second layer was twelve notches, and then the outer layer was
0: five. Are these talking about notches in the table that in the in the rings?
1: Yes. Uh, six, wasn't it, on the outer ring? Six on the outer ring. Six rings. on
0: the six? outer ring. It was
2: six, you're right. Mm. Yeah.
0: And 12 on the
2: mm, So that's second relevant, huh? <laughs> mm mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> If I know a thing, it was probably which relevant.
3: Is, which is then half. And when I threw my spear, I hit the second ring, right?
1: Oh, it could have been right on the center. You just you you didn't go in to examine whether it was right on the center or just mm. on the line. You just know it was a very good shot and you were proud of it.
3: Oh, I'm so good.
2: <laughs> Also, we know it also could be relevant, the idea that W is relevant to the
3: division symbol. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. We haven't,
2: we don't have, there's no PP.
3: No, there is no PP.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> Who knows what's coming out of that barrel?
2: And I think, is, I, I think that was the only other thing, the bar itself, I guess, technically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this general place, a little dingy, but the bar top is in good condition. Clean, no splinters. Bartender who's not scowling at you. There is a single coaster here in case anyone wants to drink here rather than at the table. This yep. one has a letter D on it. And as you flip it over, the symbol on this one looks like a sideways capital Y.
2: Is it lean? Is it like rotated to the left or rotated to the right? Great
0: question.
1: Left, wasn't it?
0: The cup of the Y faces <laughs> to the left. Yeah. <laughs> the stem of the Y faces to the right.
1: You keep looking around the bar and, ooh, on the floor, right in the back corner behind it, you do notice a rather unfortunate puddle down there, dripping from the corner of the bar top. Got a classic alcohol smell, but it is deep blue, almost black, which, again, doesn't quite match any drink that you're familiar with.
3: More weeping wood.
1: Yeah, you got a few pieces of weeping wood going on here.
3: Let's see. So I wrote that down. I want to make sure I got it right. When wood weep die midnight.
1: When would Weeps Die Midnight.
3: Die Midnight.
1: Very odd. Okay.
3: Well, another thing to think about with the letters is a couple of them are cardinal directions. Mm-hmm. They also could be, you know, abbreviations for things like CH could be for chair or I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just randomly spouting garbage oh, now. That's what you're no, doing. you're
1: not. This is exactly what you do.
3: All right, Marshy. Tell us, tell us, tell us what we're missing. What's going on here?
1: Marshy the bartender nods at you intently, eyes narrow. Seems like they're concentrating really hard. They're really listening to you. And then, in a very sage voice, they reply, Well, you know what they say? Drink that's salty, worry Wanderer. I hate her. (laughs) Uh, What? This is... Yeah, this is nonsense. So, again, you, you try one more time to engage with them and actually say, hey, do you know what's going on here? And again, they nod, paying close attention. And they go, yeah, you know what? This actually, this really reminds me of something my father used to say. Midnight die, safe but faulty. <laughs> and that time the die is uh, with a Y. You can just tell.
2: Safe
3: but faulty? Hmm.
2: And the second thing was a drink that's salty.
1: Worry, wanderer.
3: And midnight die is midnight, midnight die? or mid
1: That one is uh, just the word midnight.
3: Midnight. So it might Got
2: be related it. to that uh, the black Icarus stuff mm. then.
3: Yeah. So that, that could be safe, but faulty, apparently. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yes. So again, these phrases are not phrases that you have ever heard in your life.
0: For people Mm -hmm. playing along at home, we have When wood weeps, die midnight Drink that's salty, worry wanderer Midnight die, safe but faulty Three odd phrases Mm.
2: What do you think, Gabe? Uh, It sounds like the dark Icarus liquid is the safe one but faulty for some reason Mm -hmm.
3: Scary, all right That seems like the best place to start, at least, because then we know that it's not like the other two both seem to be about, you know, worry and death. So Mm. not great.
1: You consider it. And then you look back at Marshy.
0: (laughs) With a big blank expression on their face. Just going, oh.
1: You are not totally convinced that they know what they're talking about. Like, they're putting on, yeah, this very sage voice when they do it. But as far as you can tell, these things are nonsense. Hmm. They don't even sound like normal, like, folksy phrases. They just don't have the cadence to them. Mm.
3: Drink salty, worry, Wanderer. Yeah. I wonder if there's some kind of code that has to do with the letters in those phrases and the letters that we've been finding on the coasters or... um... Yeah, or the uh, graffiti from the front door as well. We that too. PPW to W. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh,
2: it's either ten PP to W, mm-hmm. one zero PP to W, I O PP to W,
0: Well PP PPW to W.
2: PPW to W. Yeah, something to west maybe. It maybe it's like something about
3: points to win. Uh, uh... How many points is a bullseye worth? Maybe we should go take a closer look at the target.
1: The target does not have any numbers to tell you its points.
2: Well, you're the smart one.
3: Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. Um, ten points to win. Ten points per yes. weapon to yes. win. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. All right, nice. so we've got spear probably. Yep. Maybe we need to try with one of the other sword. weapons. Like the sword. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you do now have the issue of what is 10 points in this game?
3: Mm.
1: Like, sure. Is a bullseye 10? Maybe a bullseye like in darts is 50.
2: I'll just ask quiet. Because quiet would probably know from the long time
3: they've been there. What about the What about the marks on the other table? Does that tell us anything about maybe how the points might work potentially? You do know it looks like a target. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You said it was twelve and then 12. six. Yeah, twelve and then six on the outer one. Mm. So maybe it's ten, eight. So maybe the third circle of hell is worth ten points. Perhaps. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's let's do this. So uh we're gonna take take out everything that's on the board now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clear it out. Yep. Should we start with, let's see if anything happens. What if we just do throw the spear and get it aimed for that third circle?
1: Absolutely. You can. You do that. You throw it. It lands right in that third ring. Nothing happens yet.
2: And then with all of them. Like, yeah, just with all of them. Yeah, just all of them in the same ring.
1: You take the other three weapons, throw, bang, right where you want it, throw, throw. You are equally good with all of the weapons. It's quite something. And when that final one makes contact, the target clunks, and it falls away from the wall just a little bit. You approach, Mm. and you see that there is a small hidden vault in the wall. You open it up, and inside, you find an interesting little collection, which you are about to see looks like a group of amulets.
0: Ah. Uh, yes, and people at home, you can see these amulets, but Gabe will describe the amulets.
2: Uh, the amulets look like a lot of the symbols that we've seen. There's the one that's like the target, the P, the division symbol, the two Vs, the sideways Y, and then the two triangles.
0: Yes, yeah, so these are the same symbols you found on your coasters spread throughout yes. the
3: bar. Oh, the, okay, interesting. And we also know, I think, we heard that some amulets may protect you from demons or from being trained by demons. Yes. It
2: spells out C, I mean, it spells out S-C-H-W-C-O-D-I.
0: Shwakodi.
3: The, or, the order of them? Yes. Hmm. S-C-H, yeah.
1: So spelling out a word does not seem to be. Well, you don't like the no. word Shwakodi? Mm. cody is a fantastic word. So what else could these letters be?
3: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh and kind of thought, you know, the a lot of the words in the sentences that Marsha spoke, a lot of them started with W, I noticed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that means anything.
1: Yeah, that is not related to the amulets, but it is interesting.
3: And also, midnight comes up a couple of times, but spelled differently, and die a couple
1: of times. Yeah. Yeah, what would you normally expect from, like, folksy wisdom phrases, just in the way that they are written, I suppose?
3: Uh, Usually there are two parts,
1: I think. That's often Hmm. true.
2: So then I think it's a drink that's salty, salty, safe, but faulty.
1: Sometimes folksy wisdom also rhymes.
2: When would Weeps, Weary Wanderer, Midnight oh. Die, Die Midnight. Those
0: sound more like real phrases.
1: This sounds very much like you have just interpreted a very mixed up bartender. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like all of them, being since they came from wood that weeped, all of them were a bit worth worrying about. But then, if it smells salty, it's not the worst thing in the world. Not great, but probably not going to kill you. And then Midnight Die, Die Midnight, does not sound great. No.
0: But also none of it seems related to these amulets that you found. That's true. Uh,
2: Put on the flag one. Why is that? Uh, Safe but faulty. And that was (laughs) where we smelled the salt, the (laughs) liquid.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. You give it a go. You don't feel anything. It doesn't seem... Like it's having any effect. So you take it off again and you look at these amulets and you go, okay, there must be some sense that I can make out of these and know what I'm supposed to do. Something to do with these letters.
3: Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Those are, those are, uh, those are, those are, those are attribute uh, abbreviations for a character. Yeah. Charisma, Constitution, Intelligence, Strength, Wisdom, Dexterity. Mm. Nice. So the CO one uh, is Constitution. I mean, that might help, potentially.
1: Mm. Now who might uh, that help, potentially?
3: Oh, uh, we have to give
2: them to the people. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Do you remember what the shadowy corner stranger told you about the demon? It drains people's different strengths. Yeah. To keep itself powerful.
0: And the amulets will protect you from such draining.
3: We don't know what our strength is, I guess, but uh, we might be able to tell from theirs. So let's mm-hmm. see. We've got someone who's asleep.
1: Very passed out drunk.
3: Yeah, we've got Quiet, who... Quiet needs the strength,
2: I think, because
3: they can't Quiet. swing
0: anymore. Mm.
3: Yeah, let's try yeah, that. Yeah, they
0: tried to throw a sword and it went two feet in front of them and clattered to the ground.
3: Yeah, yeah. let's let's try that one to start with.
1: All right, you go over to Quiet, you give them the one with the symbol that matched. That was the plus symbol-like one, wasn't yeah. it? The crosshairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you go over that, and instantly, when you put around Quiet's neck, they pick up a weapon, and they hurl it so hard across the room, it doesn't hit the target, but it makes a huge gash in the wall. And they are thrilled.
3: All right. Well, you're welcome, Quiet. Thank uh... you.
0: That was the voice, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I have a strong voice
3: thank you very much
0: <laughs> let me lift
2: Just, this sorry.
1: was that not the voice I was doing earlier? yeah, yeah of course ah.
2: then the, so bartender is either probably intelligence or wisdom we can try both
1: it was definitely folksy wisdom that they were getting so horribly wrong
3: yeah let's try wisdom yeah. then yep that makes sense
1: you hook the wisdom amulet around Marshy's neck Marshy blinks a few times and then goes bright red. goes, oh, no. Oh, no. I was spouting absolute nonsense, wasn't I?
2: (laughs) Blandy is probably charisma, because no one wants to listen to them speak.
1: Oh, yeah, Blandy in the corner. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go over to the corner. You hand them the charisma amulet. They put it on. Oh, my God, it is so different. Suddenly they are a person. They have presence. They have traits. You can even smell them, which isn't great, but still... (laughs) And they go, oh, my God, thank you. And there's actual emotion in their voice. I've been lurking in the background here for so long, I forgot who I was. But now I remember. Oh, my My name is Jesse, by the way. Thank you.
0: <laughs> hmm. Good
1: old Blandy.
2: You're welcome, Blandy. Constitution is probably the drunk person who's, like, gone. gone.
1: Yeah, so uh, you put one on Michael, who has passed out, and their eyes immediately flick open. The glaze over their expression is gone. They wipe away some of their drool. Shakes fuzziness out of their head. Goes, oh, wow. I've never had the grog affect me so badly. Oh, it must have been the demon. Do you know how long I've been chasing that thing? Oh, months. I've come close to almost caught the damn thing. Every time I've been able to strike, it vanishes. And all it leaves behind is a puddle of its... Dripping, poisoned, oh. Michael is now fine as well.
3: All right. And then we've got Abra.
1: Yeah, what was wrong I with Abra? Didn't engage very much. Yeah, you very rude. You,
0: you never asked.
1: They had yeah. <clears throat> bandages on their hands, was the mm. only trait that you got.
2: They're probably not good with their hands and not very dexterous.
3: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, if how you did you ask- get those uh, those cuts on your hand there, Abra?
1: Oh, don't even ask. You know the game, the the game where you splay out your hand and you stab a knife in between your fingers. I used to be a crack shot at it, but the person in the corner beat me every time.:
3: Yep. Let's give them the DeX amulet. <laughs> Let's do you it. do
1: that, and instantly, they take a coin from their pocket and they start doing an amazing hand trick routine with it. Oh, fantastic. So you've done it. The demon is no longer sapping the abilities of any of those five people.
3: Do we need to put the last one on us? I think What so. is
1: the last one?
3: Intelligence. Intelligence, yeah.
1: <laughs> you look at the last amulet. You put it around your neck. It sits heavily against you. It's cold permeates your clothing. And then suddenly you feel good. You feel sharp, alert. It's... Oh, It's as if everything was just a few shades too dark and now you switched on a light. You didn't realise your brain wasn't working at full capacity, but the difference is stark. You look around for anything that you might have missed, and your eyes land on the quest board. Oh wow, this is embarrassing. The demon was really good at draining you because you missed something, or some things, quite important take a look at the updated quest board. I have
0: relinked a new version of that quest board image. Um, I'm not quite sure whose turn it was. I think, Will, do you want to describe the changes that you now see in the new quest board?
3: Sure. Uh, So it looks like the very top line, there are... Now I have to go back and look at the other one. There's some blue lines, some... I don't know if those are changed. They look the same. Oh, maybe they're highlighted though. Mm-hmm. Uh, IT, it's W, week two. And then there are some underlined things down below. OQTV, I don't know. Boy. Um, <laughs> OQTV, DF. Yeah, can, you,
1: can you describe these underlined bits?
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so there's an underlined bit. So it says in the very first posting on the board, it says it can go quickly in and out. And it's the O and the Q on go and quickly and the space in between them are underlined. Nice. Uh, later on the same posting, there's and then it vanished and the T and the V and the space in between are underlined on it vanished.
1: Nice.
2: I'm pretty sure I have it well. I just have to figure it out. Uh, I just have to write it out. It's, it's the letter of the alphabet in between the underlined words. In between O and Q is P. In between uh, T and B, U. U. Uh, in between Q and S, R. Uh, uh, R. Uh, and then in between D and F, E. In between H and J. I in between q and s or uh and then in between n and p oh. o, in between uh m and o is n yep i got p oh it's it's weak to pure iron
0: it's weak to pure weak
3: iron to iron okay uh well is there any pure iron around
1: here you glance around, and obviously the first place you look is at that stack of weapons in the corner, but they all look pretty similar to each other, and you do not know how to identify pure iron. You are very smart, but that's just not an experience that you have.
2: Hmm. see adventurers, if they have any on them.
1: The other adventurers, they look puzzled as well and say, oh man, I have no idea how to identify different kinds of metal. Ugh. I'm sure someone would know, but I've never heard anything. I I just don't know any tricks to that.
2: Uh, bartender.
1: Bartender, hopefully now a little bit wiser. You go up to Marshy, ask them Mm -hmm. if they know anything about pure iron. They, Marshy peers off into the distance, but this time it's a look of memory rather than vacancy. Iron. Hmm. Iron, eh? Ooh, you know what? I know something about irony. You know what they say. When irony hits, it sparks deep indeed.
3: When irony hits, it sparks deep indeed. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's uh, hit them against some things and see if they spark. Ah. Yeah, let's just hit them against each other.
1: You definitely know how to make weapons hit each other to make them spark. That's something that you know about. You take the dagger, the sword, the spear, and the axe, and you pit them against each other, just enough to get some good friction, not enough to ruin them. And with a lot of clanging and scraping, you find that the dagger gives off bright green sparks, the sword gives off yellow sparks, the spear orange sparks, and the axe a dark red. It sparks deep indeed.
2: Yeah, so let's go with the red.
1: All right. You have an axe. You believe this axe is pure iron. Plus one cold iron axe. And now... You still need to identify the demon.
3: Let's go uh, chop off everybody's hand with the uh, axe. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> super easy, right? That's it. Uh, yeah. You
1: are you do have concerns that the demon may not be paying close attention to you right now, but if you start attacking things with its pure weakness, it might suddenly pay attention. So if you're going mm. to strike, you'd better strike the right thing. So, mm. what do we know about this demon? Michael told you that it leaves, it's dripping poison everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you've had a bunch of folksy wisdom that might try to lead you to the right one.
3: Mm-hmm. Midnight, die.
2: Die, midnight. A drink that's salty, safe but faulty.
1: So, probably not the one by the barrels. That was the salty no. one.
3: Not mm-hmm. the salty yeah, one.
0: Yeah, no one ever described a demon as safe.
3: Midnight, die die midnight mm. yeah so that's the the blue one
1: yeah very dark blue that would be yeah. described as a midnight color
3: mm. okay yeah let's do it
1: all, all right. right what are you doing
3: uh so where where is the dye coming from again
1: it's dripping from the corner of the bar top itself
3: okay so oh, we're just gonna like hack into the bar with the yeah yeah the axe
1: you lift the axe high above your head and you bring it down on the bar. Foley effect. Clim! Your mind, well, it expects a thud. It expects a crunch. Oh, sorry,
0: but instead it hears, Ah! What was, Ah! Hey! Ow! Oh, what? Ah, that's right in my back! Oh! Ah! Why would- Oh, no! I'm dying! This is like- Is in, this pure iron?
1: This is like Adventure oh, Zone God. when they attack the treant.
0: Whoa! Seriously, that Ah! Uh, oh, oh, I'm dying here! That,
1: I didn't do anything. Ah. Make it a bit more evil now, so oh, it's sorry. okay. Ah! Ouch! Oh, now I got killed kill all those orphans! Oh! Better? And pretty soon, you've got a pile of dead demon covering <laughs> most of the floor. Marshy looks on in wonder. Oh, it was the bar the whole time. Or was it a real bar at some point? And it ate it. Huh. Well, that's a story. Out of breath, you drop your ax. You drag yourself towards the door. You turn the handle, pull, and it opens and daylight, actual daylight pours in. You see road and grass and buildings and people. So many people frozen in surprise at the sight of you. You expect that the tavern probably just popped back into existence for these people. And when you and everyone else steps out, a mighty cheer erupts from the crowd. Yay! It's dead, it's dead! Yeah, good work. The demon is dead. You have completed your task as an adventuring hero. You wave to the happy crowd, and then as all adventurers do, you head on your way. And you've finished the room. Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Thank you for listening to Escape This Podcast. Don't forget to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we debrief with our guest and discuss the escape room that we just escaped from.